Buccaneers fans, it's a it's a somber time. The end of a season is always rough unless you win the Super Bowl. And uh, this was a real gut punch loss for us here at JoeBucksFan.com World Headquarters. So no dramatic Ira Kaufman podcast opening. It's all presented by Bill Curry Ford, the Sage. Thank you, Bill Curry Ford, for uh, presenting the Sage to all of Tampa Bay here at JoeBucksFan.com. 0% APR financing for 72 months is in effect on all new 2023 Ford Bronco Sports, Expeditions, Escapes, Edges, F-150s. That's at Bill Curry Ford on Northdale Mabry Highway, a mile north of the stadium on the east side, BillCurryFord.com. Curry is the family name, still family owned. Very hard to find these days, and it makes a difference. C-U-R-R-I-E. BillCurryFord.com Nationwide lifetime warranty On all new vehicles Sean Sullivan, the GM, will give you $500 Just for uh, ordering a new vehicle Online through their concierge Ordering service, it's fantastic So easy, get to BillCurryFord.com Don't forget the Ira Kaufman discount, ask for that And our thanks to Florida's Elite Restoration Storm season It's all the time Disaster season is all the time Flood, fire, mold, whatever it might be You need to know who to call. Florida's Elite Restoration. Family owned also. Owner Josh Martin, great guy, big Bucks fan. If you call Florida's Elite Restoration 24-7 to get a free evaluation if there's a disaster at your property, mention Joe Bucks fan or Ira Kaufman and Josh will give you $500 back if you need their services after you get your free evaluation. It's important. It's critical. The insurance companies are out there ripping people off every day. You need a company you can trust when that disaster strikes. I've been there. Many homeowners have been there. Florida's Elite Restoration.com. Visit them today, and then you know where you're going and what you're doing when you have a problem in the future. Big Storm Brewery is the official brewery of the Irie Kaufman podcast. Big Storm Beer is Florida's best craft beer. It's fantastic. The Bromosa, their Tangerine IPA, is the top seller. Wavemaker Amber Ale, it's in the stores. But you can also find out where to get it and which beer at BigStormBrewery.com. They have a storm tracker there where you can find your beer. The tap rooms where they have the vodka sodas and really everything you might be looking for. Great menus, great atmosphere. Clearwater, just south of Omerton Road on 49th Street. Centro Ebor upstairs. Great new location. Amway Center in Orlando, open all the time, not just for events. And in Odessa, off State Road 54, BigStormBrewery.com. All right. Now, Sage and Lee were at uh, One Buck yesterday talking to people, closing out the locker room. Some players were talking, some weren't. Uh, they got a nice wrap-up here. Enjoy. Here's Ira and Lee DeCamper. It's a somber day. We know the Bucks lost. Guys are cleaning out their lockers. I saw the saddest image. Some of these guys won't be back. We don't know who yet. And I saw the saddest image in the locker room. But Pat O'Connor draped his jersey over Levante David's locker. We didn't see Levante David. At least I didn't. And O'Connor, the number 79, the entire seven was a note to Levante David. I didn't read it, but you could tell it was a note. And I don't think it's a stretch to suggest that those two guys will no longer be teammates again. O'Connor's a bubble guy. Levante, we don't know. And that's the sad thing about it. Guys who develop friendships and, and a bond, a band of brothers, so to speak, they won't all be together. And, and, but we just don't know who. So your thoughts on the game, Ira, and maybe uh, thoughts on the final day as far as blocker cleanout day? Well, Lee, what I sensed uh, today was uh, sort of uh, a sense of inevitability that 
this team's not going to return uh, intact for 2024. That's no different than any other season. Now, this particular season, there are some really tough decisions to be made. I don't think Devin White is a difficult decision. I think that decision's already been made. Uh, we'll see him in, in a new uniform, and uh, we wish him the best of luck. But he just didn't uh, elevate his game. He didn't get back to uh, where he once was. Couple that with the play of uh, K.J. Britt. I might mm -hmm. say the dynamic play of K.J. Britt. He makes plays. He makes plays. I think the Bucks are in good hands with him. I see no problem with him playing next to Levante David inside. To me, that's a pretty good run-stuffing uh, combo right there. As far as the game, Lee, nothing to hang your hat about, really. Not, nothing to hang your hat about. Now, look, I know some Buck fans are still pissed off about Bowles keeping a timeout in his pocket when the game ended. That's fine to talk about in a parlor game. But um, I tend to side with Bowles. The, the game was over. Yeah, maybe they could have missed a field goal, but that would have cost the Bucks their last timeout. And I, I don't think they had uh, a, a real chance uh, at that point. The better team won, Lee. Detroit has proven to me over the past two weeks, and I thought they were a year away from really making a statement, but they beat a pretty hot Rams team. The Rams were playing good football. Mm -hmm. And they had a big fourth quarter, Lee. They made all the plays. They made yes. all the plays. Maybe the Buck defense ran out of gas. Maybe. But for whatever reason... And we talked about this last week, and it proved to be true uh, on Sunday afternoon. Jared Goff eats up this Todd Bowles defense. He does. They can't push him off his spot. They can't make him uncomfortable. Detroit's offensive line is good, maybe very good. Over or underrated, yeah. Their right tackle, Panay uh, Sewell. He's he, very good. He, yeah, I voted for him as a first-team All-Pro. I believe he made first-team All-Pro mm. uh, at right tackle. Uh, now, if Tristan Wirfs had remained at right tackle, that could have been a good battle. But Wirfs moved to the left side. To me, that left Sewell as the premier right tackle in football. Detroit's good. Lee, I, I look at a guy like Jameer Gibbs. Some Detroit fans were not happy that they took him with the 12th pick. They thought they needed help elsewhere. Well, they ended up having a good one-two punch with Montgomery and Gibbs. But, Lee, what struck me was on that 31-yard run for a touchdown by Gibbs, I don't think the Bucks have anybody that could have done that uh, in their backfield. I just don't. They need a little more speed, the Bucs. They need a little more speed. Uh, seems like we've been saying that for the last 10 years. Now, Trey Palmer, he made some plays. Mm -hmm. He made some plays. Can he develop into a big-time guy, 60 catches, 850 yards, seven touchdowns? We, we don't know that. But Rashad White, I don't think he can make that play that, that Gibbs made. Maybe not a lot of guys can. I think they need a speedy back. That doesn't mean I don't want Rashad White back on this team. He, he fulfills a, a strong role. Uh, and he's really good at it. You've been saying it all the time. As a target out of backfield, we got no problems with him. Wasn't Chase Edmonds supposed to be that guy? A change of pace, quick guy? A change of pace, but he he he, uh, he doesn't have the burst that, that Gibbs has. He just doesn't. We got to remember, what was Gibbs, uh, eighth pick in the draft? Tw twelfth, I think. Twelfth, okay. 12th. So I don't know if the Bucks are going to, I mean, they're going to trade up that Well, high. I'm not saying they got to take him uh, in the first round, but okay. um, maybe a third round. I'm, I'm, I'm going for a game-breaking back who might be able to take it 40 yards. I don't think they have that. But there's some tough decisions to be made uh, around here. You just got finished with Shaquille uh, Barrett. We don't know what the future holds for him. He had a half sack in his last eight games, Lee. That's a fact. It's not an opinion. He just doesn't look the same. Now, maybe more time to recover from that injury would help him. I but asked but him he's that? not 26 anymore. No. Lee. He's not. No, I asked him that. I said, you know, I know before the season you didn't want to talk about this. You didn't want to use it as an excuse. But the season's over. Did the recovery from Achilles. Did that affect you at all? He said no, however, and, and this is very interesting. He learned to walk a different way when he was rehabbing. It gave him some foot problems. 
So you compensate for one injury Bingo. And, and you develop another one. Bingo. Bingo. Or it wasn't an injury, but foot issue. That that gave him some problems. So indirectly, yeah, that was affecting him. This is the ugly business. Ruthless. Ruthless. And what Shaq went through in the offseason, I hate to keep six to guy just for that reason alone. But then again, you gotta look for your old team. You gotta make football decisions. You gotta make a football decision. And if I was the Bucks, I'd say Shaq. We'll bring it back, but we got we got to have some help. You got to restructure. Yeah, we got to redo your contract. I, mean, I agree. With you. The Bucks. I don't know if you noticed it, or not, and I love Yaya, but since he was named starter, his production's fallen off. I don't know if there's a book out on him now. There probably is. They need more from their edge rushers than what they got yesterday and what they got the past month or so, which is basically nothing. They basically nothing. Joe Tryon's an empty uniform. Love the guy. I don't know how you can bring him back. They would have to eat under two million dollars. For a cap hit, can you find someone to come in and get your better numbers than JTS? They need production from the edge. I don't know what they're going to do. Now, here's a really tough decision. Yeah, Shaq, I don't, you know, who knows? It may be his last year. As far as the game goes, and that timeout, that does bother me. I can think of two quick games. I mentioned this team in the locker room. I can think of two games in recent history, both college, prominent programs, where they lost the game on the last play of the game because of a special teams botch. One was trouble with the snap. That's the Michigan State-Michigan game. Michigan, Michigan was punting with like six seconds left. Punter bobbled the snap. Michigan State picked it up, ran for a touchdown. And uh, Florida State, I think it might have been Roberto Aguayo's last year there. Had a, don't, don't mention that name. I know, it's, it's verboten here, especially in this room. He had a field goal blocked. Georgia Tech scooped it up, ran it in, won the game, last play of the game. So those things can happen. And by Bulls not calling a timeout, he basically threw up a white flag. Oh, you could say he quit. And I can understand being depressed and bummed out, but it's still a one-score game. Anything can happen in that one score, anything. I mean, the NFL Films has a whole library of stuff like that that's happened. So that did bother me. But you know what? As you, you also told me in the locker room, they had more talent. They had a better quarterback. And no offense to Baker Mayfield, but they had a better quarterback. They were getting more production from positions that the Bucks were not. You're right. The, the better team won. Yeah. And the Bucks put up a hell of a fight. When the game was on the line, Lee, and it was tied after three quarters, it's hard to, uh, it's easy to forget that. Th- this game was tied mm-hmm. going into the fourth quarter. I thought there was a lot of pressure building on the home team. They yes. were the favorites. So you would think, like, hey, they were a little nervous. The Bucks were playing with house money. Instead, what, what happened? Uh, and I chronicled the fourth quarter. 180 yards and 12 first downs. 12 first downs in, in the final 15 minutes. A lot of the credit has to go to Goff. Ben Johnson, we see why he's much in demand. Uh, he got the most out of that offense. But you got to take some jibes at the Buck defense at that yeah. point. Kind of fell apart, kind of like cratered. Detroit's pass rush was much better than the Buck pass Significantly. Rush. Significantly better. Now, here's something, Lee, and I, and I know how to get you going. Uh-oh. And I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Rachel Watson? 60 snaps, Tampa Bay. 60. I think Mayfield ran twice off scrambles. They ran 15 times total, so that's 13 to the running backs. Lee, the game was never out of hand, so it wasn't a question of score. And Canales stresses balance, much to your chagrin. Uh, and um, Lee, I, I thought they ran the ball well. Um, okay, yeah. You yeah. know, they averaged uh, almost six yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Dare I suggest to you, DeKemper, dare I, that uh, maybe the Bucks should have ran the ball a little more than they did? Considering that they were having success, and to give the defense a little bit of a, of a breather, uh, the defensive angle is interesting. I'm guessing here that the Bucks didn't think 
they knew they had to get points to hang with Detroit. And if you want points, you're going to go after Evans, you're going to go after Godwin. My biggest issue, and it's a minor issue, but my biggest issue was the Bucks' offense was moving, and Canales is throwing these passes in the flat to Devin Tompkins. I mean, Evans is having a dynamite game. Godwin's starting to get warmed up. Otten's making plays. Otten's making plays. Uh, Rashad White's excellent, catching the ball the back of the why are you throwing the Devin Topkins? And, and the thing that bothered me more than anything about that, not just the, the decision to do that, but in the first game they played the Lions in week six, Tompkins was totally overmatched by Detroit's defense. Detroit's got a physical defense. Tompkins is a little guy. He was getting smashed all over the place. Like, didn't uh, Canales learn this the first time? Although it's minor, that bothered me. You know, get the ball to Evans, get the ball to Godwin, get the ball to Rashad White, get the ball to Trey Palmer for crying out loud, get the ball to Otten, Devin Tompkins... I got, I'm going to do some research this week. Devin Tompkins, I'd like to find out what he, his yak he averaged for. He caught a, a fair amount of passes for a reserve wide receiver, but do you remember him ever getting a big gain? Not really. He's a fringe player. Yeah, He's a fringe he scored player. a touchdown one time in New Orleans. I want to say it was like a 15, 20 yard. Other than that, I can't. And even that wasn't a yak. He caught the ball on the goal line. But I don't recall him getting much yak. And for being as great of an athlete he is, and he is, he's super quick. You'd think he'd be able to get yak, but he doesn't. I got three points to make about the game yesterday, Lee. One, McLaughlin hit the upright on a 50-yarder. We are so used to him making those <laughs> that we're, we're stunned when he doesn't make them. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to dwell on that, Miss. I'm going to just say he had a tremendous season. Mm-hmm. He had a tremendous season. Props to Bowles who I think was the driving force. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Light was ready to dump Suck Up, who's reliable, uh, inside the 40. But Bowles said, I, I want the bigger leg. And it paid off for the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Point Thank number God. two, the Buck pass defense over the middle, uh, I thought was atrocious, over the middle. Against uh, Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goff not only had time, but open guys. Now, of course, that goes together. Yes. If Mayfield would have got that kind of time, <laughs> uh, he would have had a bigger day. Third, that leads me to Mayfield. He played a courageous game, Lee. Played a courageous game. Thought he was smacked around. Thought he was hounded. I thought he was pressured kind of relentlessly. Guys coming off the edge unblocked. One time Aiden Hutchinson unblocked. How could you I'm still that? trying to think about that one. <laughs> um, I'm not going to dwell at the first interception. I don't put that on on uh, on Mayfield necessarily. And uh, the last one, he's thrown that kind of interception before this season. That one over the middle where a, a linebacker makes a play on it and he thinks the guy's open. Mm-hmm. He was trying to hit Otten, I, I believe, on that yes. play. Was he baited? Um, he, he could have been baited. Give Detroit credit. The guy made a heck of a play. Got the game ball um, for him for that play. Speaking of Evans, let, let me go back to Evans for a second. He had a very good season. He scored a lot of touchdowns, Lee, and, and, and you can't discount that. A lot of yards. The drops, the drops, Lee, they were persistent. It, it wasn't like one or two drops this year. I don't see the... I haven't seen the final numbers in terms of the league and who dropped the most passes, but he dropped more than his share. Mm-hmm. He did. Now, having said that, do I want him back? Of course. Lee, I got to say, and we'll talk more about this uh, during the offseason, the one that troubles me the most in terms of bringing back is Evans because Ooh. I get the sense that I think he feels a little disrespected. Now, Devin White feels disrespected, but I'm not worried about that. <laughs> got to uh, earn it. Because he's moving on. Yeah. You know, you saw what Bull said when I asked him about Evans. That was the last question uh, today. You know, I, I think he's a little upset with um, what he feels is a little bit of a lack of uh, respect. I think uh, you're right. From the organization. Oh, really? Uh, the organization? I, I, yeah, from the organization. I think he, he, I think he feels he should have already been taken care of. 
for the next two or three years. I wouldn't be stunned if he moves on, Lee. I wouldn't be stunned. Wow, even though he said he wants to play with Mayfield again? I understand, uh, but there's going to be a chance to play with some other really good quarterbacks. I'm not worried about Mayfield that much, Lee, and I'll tell you why. He's got a decision to make. Now, as Bowles said today, if they allow him to hit free agency, he's, he, he will be coveted. He will be coveted. I think so. Uh, I'm not saying he's the top free agent available out, out of the top 100. Mm-hmm. He, he may not be number one, but he's sure in the top 10. After the season he had, here's what I would say. If I'm Mayfield, be careful. Don't necessarily go for the money. Now, wait, it's very easy for you and I to say, mm-hmm. don't go for the money. I think the Bucks will make a very competitive offer. Suppose some team wants to give them, you know, four more million a year. If I'm Mayfield, <laughs> I, I, I don't think that should be the deciding factor. This team gave him his chance. He's won over his teammates. You go somewhere else, Lee, you don't know what the hell's going to happen. You don't Absolutely. know about ownership. You don't know about the coaching staff, and you don't know about your teammates. I don't think Mayfield's going anywhere. I think the Bucks will do what they have to do. I feel the same way about Winfield. Over Bowles' dead body, I was, will Antoine Winfield be allowed to go to another team? I was talking with someone in the locker room, fellow scribe, and I said, if you're the Bucks, and there's a pass rusher out there, but to get that pass rusher, and he's consistent, he's top shelf. You mean shelf, like Daniel Hunter or something? Yeah. I think he's a free agent. If, if there's a pass rusher, excuse me, interested in signing with you, he's consistent and he's top shelf, but that would cost you Antoine Winfield, what do you do? I find a way to get the guy and keep Winfield. I find a way. And Light's good at it. Mm-hmm. Light, this team is good at it. Greenberg, if he's still here, God bless him, Mr. Mr. Capologist. Uh, he finds every loophole, Lee. They, yeah. they do. I, I just can't see Win. Winfield hasn't even reached his prime, Lee. Yeah, that's a good point. point. And you said it, and it's tough for me to disagree. He had a, not only did he have a Rondé Barber season, he, he might have had a better season than, than Rondé I thought so. had. And, and he played 16 years. Now, he's a safety, and Rondé was a corner. Exactly. Corner so, is more valuable. Yeah, you know, so it's, it, it's not a direct comparison. Lee, no shame in losing to Detroit. The Lions covered the six-point spread, but they knew they were in a game, Lee. Yeah. They knew they were in a game. Uh, but in the end... The better team won the football game. You mentioned Otten earlier. And yeah, he had a good game. And he had a good and game. And he had a good game against Philly. He did. Do you think he's turned the corner from the quote-unquote young guy to being a reliable veteran? Or is that saying too much? That- I, I think he's done enough, Lee, where I don't think tight ends are priority. Uh, I, I don't necessarily. Now, if I can get Brock Bowers, which they can't, yeah. at number 26. And I'm not moving up to nine because it'll cost me next year's the following year is number one, and I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And neither is Jason Light. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think tight end is, is a huge priority because I think Otten's, he's on the rise a, a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's on the rise. Now, as a blocker, he's no grunk. No. Uh, we, we know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who is at tight end? You know, three quarters of these tight ends, they, they got no interest in blocking. And they're not <laughs> very good at it. Otten played very well in the postseason. And I think uh, that's going to leave a big impression on this coaching staff in, in terms of, uh, hey, where do we need help? Mm-hmm. Now, you brought this up about Evans, and you're not wrong. The drops. Otten puts the ball on the ground quite a bit. In training camp, if you asked me who were the biggest culprits about dropping the football, it would have been Kate Otten, number one. And number two would have been Payne Durham. And to me, that's kind of shaky. Two of your better tight ends. He's got to clean it up. I'm not saying that he doesn't. He, yeah. he does have to clean it up. If he cleans it up, he's an above-average player at tight end, I think, if he cleans it up. 
I think that's the ceiling, above average. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be Laporter. No. You know, who's a, who's a monster. He ain't even and boy, was he good. He's not even 100%. I yeah. know, and how good was he? Yeah, yeah. Holy cow. He scores touchdowns. That guy scores touchdowns. But I think he's beyond serviceable. On, I, I think the word serviceable does him a little bit of a disservice. <laughs> uh, ab- above average. You're dude. a wordsmith. Above I average. I, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, I like the speedy running back added, maybe third round, if you can find somebody. Somebody who's going to carry the ball like uh, seven, eight times. Like Gibbs did yesterday. Mm-hmm. He only had nine carries, but he busted one. Yeah. And he averaged eight yards a carry. You know, I got a question for about weaknesses on the team. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. We should be focusing on a game. But I'll, there's a hook here. We talked about the Bucks offense line briefly. Cody Mock, he's going to be all right. He's going to be all right. Give him a year in the uh, to uh, offseason in the weight room. I think he'll be fine. Now, I still think he hit the rookie wall. They'll never admit it, but I think he did. There's been whispers, maybe more than whispers, that the Bucks can do better at left guard. Stinney's a good run blocker, but as a pass blocker, let's, uh, let's take our time here. Fans go bananas about Robert Hainsey. I haven't heard anything in this building or outside the building at, on the practice fields where people complain or whine or say, you know, we can be better at center. But the fans, they can't stand Hainsey. What, what's your read on that, Ira? Do you, do you get the impression that Hainsey's safe, or do you think that's an upgrade there? What do you think? The first thing that strikes me, Lee, in that setup of yours, is if you're really drilling down on your left guard or your center, heading into a draft, you're not in terrible shape. That, that's what it tells me. You're not looking for a quarterback. Now a lot of things can change. Free agency will precede the draft. And sure. We'll know more about number six and what's going on. But if you're looking at left guard, you know, hey, we got to upgrade. That means you're not bad. That means you're not in bad shape. That's oh, number one. That's haven't, now, Lee, haven't said that. Mm-hmm. Haven't said that. I think they need upgrades at left guard and at center. Hainsey's not terrible. But, Lee, for most of this season, and, you, you, know, you know, you know it as well as I do, they couldn't run the ball inside. They couldn't run the ball between the tackles. Lousy. And they tried. Lousy. Boy, did and they, they try. tried. <laughs> much, much to your amazement, they tried. There wasn't much push, Lee. No. There wasn't much push. They're not that good in third and short. They're not um, where other teams are, you know, because they run behind, you know, their studs. Um, all right, left guard and center. Does that mean I'm taking a center at the number 26 spot? Wouldn't shock me. Wow. Uh, if Light, you know, and Light's good at drafting offensive linemen, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And Gedeke stepped his game up. Yes, he did. You know, Bowles was talking about most, most improved guys. He mentioned a couple of guys. You might have mentioned McCollum's, He's, McCollum and a, and a couple other guys. I think he could have mentioned Gedeke. I absolutely agree. I thought he could have mentioned Rashad White, who, yeah, who was, 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 yeah. was quite a bit better than he was mm-hmm. uh, as a rookie. But, you know, his thoughts naturally turn to defense. Uh, they, they do. And turnovers. And McCollum, I think, might might be a decent player. He, he just might. Mm-hmm. Jamal Dean played well yesterday until he got hurt. Yeah. He now played that's, well. Now that's, and he played well against Philly. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's some people that hate Dean. I'm not in that camp. What? I, I don't think he had a particularly good season, though. I just don't. Well, he was hurt so often. and Doesn't he get hurt? Like, yeah. Doesn't he? And, and, and in previous years, he's gotten hurt Fairly easily as well. And I can't kill a guy for that. You know, some guys, that they're just hurt all the time. But I don't think they want to be hurt, but they just are. So that makes me wonder if the Bucks are going to be looking to upgrade. Not necessarily replace Dean, but bring someone in that they think is competent that can step in. Because I think if you're expecting Dean to start more than 13 games, you're stretched. The problem is that he, he and Davis have big contracts. That, that's a yeah. No. It's tough for McCollum to squeeze in there. To it's go tough. back to Hainsey, and I don't disagree with what you're saying about Hainsey. 
But, you know, you talk to people in this building and or if you're, they're outside the building at the practice field or whatever, you know, they'll they'll come clean with you about this player or that player. Last, not, not this past summer, summer previous, after Ryan Jensen got hurt and Hainsey was anointed as the starting center. If you talk to assistant coaches, they would absolutely get triggered if you suggested that Hainsey was up for it. Up to the responsibility, <clears throat> they would get upset with you. I mean, really. And I, you know, I didn't know him. That's why I'm asking the questions. Players the same way. I know Hainsey's beloved by his teammates. I know that. I don't know after two years of starting what the reviews are within the scouting department or the coaching staff. But I know previously they loved Hainsey. He's a hard worker. Yeah, and, and, and he's a willing blocker. You know what I want? I want more physicality. And I'm not sure he's capable of doing it. I'm just not. That's fair. I look at Jason Kelsey. I mean, the top guys. I look at Creed Humphrey on the Chiefs, which, who was a very good mm-hmm. pick by them. I think they got him in the second round a couple of years ago. These guys, they move boulders yeah. inside. I mean, they do. Um, the guy was I, I don't think Hainsey's capable of doing that. I, I just yeah. don't. He hustles. And, he and, and I'm used to what Jensen was the last couple of years before he got hurt. Not his first year in Tampa. But Jensen was a nasty son of a gun, and I don't look at Hainsey that way no. in particular. No. And that's what I kind of want in, in my center. Yeah. A guy who's going to set the tone, and Jensen was a, set, a tone setter. Probably the best in the league. You know, uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying Hainsey is a liability, mm-hmm. but I think they can do better. We shall see who's available in free agency or the draft. Uh, you know, centers don't get taken. That don't come off the board that quickly in the draft. No, they, they might don't. be a guy that lights intrigued with. Mm-hmm. They just might. As far as the game goes... The defense as a whole, looks like they played maybe one of their better games. Maybe, considering the opponent. Through three quarters, I certainly agree with you. Uh, yeah, 17-17. Yeah. But then here comes Brown, here comes Gibbs, here comes Laporter, here comes Goff, most of all. And that offensive line, they will give the Niners a tussle uh, I agree. next week. I think the Buck defense, at least it's not the first time we've seen it in, in the last couple of years, where they play well for most of the game. And then with the game on the line, they don't get the job done. How much is that on the offense? And what I mean by that is, we well, talk- last year I blamed the offense a lot for that, and, and this defense year, doesn't feel well done. Th- this year, uh, uh, less so because uh, I mean the Buck offense was better. They scored more. Sure, but yesterday's game was that a factor? You think defense finally got worn out? Boy, that they more- were sporadic moving the ball. Let's put it that way. I-, I would tend to credit Detroit more than slap the Bucks. That's, around. that's very fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. They were a top five offense, Lee. A top five offense. Johnson is sharp. He knew what the Bucks were doing. He figured it out. And of course, it always helps when Goff's got time to go through his progressions. Uh, and if he's got that time in San Francisco, and who knows if he will, the Niners secondary can be had. Can they be had. Saturday night. Just like most teams, mm-hmm. if the quarterback has enough time. And yeah, Jordan Love threw uh, three and a half quarters till he made that ill-advised pass. And I'm not going to jump on Jordan Love, by the way. I know this is a Buck podcast. But the kid, the kid was fantastic down the stretch. Well, he made some throws. And then he made an inexperienced play that I'm willing uh, to give him a break on. Throwing across the body. You know, and of all the teams to do that with their active linebackers, <laughs> you're not going to get away with it. You're just <laughs> That's for sure. 10-9 and nine record for this team. Second round of the playoffs for this team, Lee. And uh, we had somebody, and I saw a text, and, you know, we did. Is Bowles' job safe? Uh, you know, <laughs> and I said, of course it is. Nobody's talking about Bowles' job security, nor should they. Nor any, no one's sober. No one's sober. No Some, one's sober. So the season, from start to finish, your overall views, your overall think, where, where the Bucks are, have positioned themselves as, I don't know, an elite team? You know what this season reminds me a little bit of, of what Bowles did when they were 4-7? and seven? 
And some teams, when they're four and seven, they finish six and eleven. Uh, I would say most. When they're four they and seven, they're done, and they're getting a top five draft pick. You know, that's what Tomlin does in Pittsburgh. When Pittsburgh's four and seven, they finish with nine or ten wins. That's what Bowles did this year. Now, you know, he's not on the on, on the brink of uh, of going uh, getting a, a gold jacket like Mike Tomlin <laughs> might be, and that's not a no brainer about Tomlin. But he's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. And he's not done yet. He might reach another Super Bowl if he ever gets a quarterback. But that's what Bowles did this year. Now, he's not the only one. you got to give the players credit. Too. Sure. But this coaching staff would not let this team go in the tank. And, Lee, I give them a lot of credit because other than, uh, you know, Chris Godwin's wife one week uh, <laughs> or, or Devin White for most of the season, disgruntled, and I think it showed up in his play. Besides those two uh, instances, this team hung together very well. I like the camaraderie of this team, Lee, going forward. Mm-hmm. They have leadership. They have leadership. You got Wirfs. You got David, if he's back. You got Winfield. And you got Mayfield. And Evans, if he's back. back. And Evans, if he's back. There's leaders here. That's very interesting you brought that up about Tomlin. That is a Tomlin job. It really it's a Tomlin S job. Yeah. Last question. Your review of Dave Canales as a first-year play caller, first-year coordinator. I like his potential. I like his potential. I like his attitude. I like his uh, upbeat outlook. Uh, he's always stressing the positive. Maybe his faith helps him in, in that regard. I think he got better. I don't think yesterday uh, was a particularly uh, smashing success. I, I think uh, he could have had a little bit more balance. That's just me, Lee. Mm-hmm. 13 runs, you know, 45 passes. I'm, I'm not happy with that. Although I said, Lee, last week that this is a game where I wouldn't mind Mayfield throwing 42 times. Lee, the difference? When I said that, I didn't think the Bucks could run the ball at all against Detroit. And they did. Mm-hmm. And they did. So to me, you got to change on the fly. But um, I don't think Canales is going to get a head coaching job. I, I, think, uh, I think that's too quick. Ben Johnson, I think, will get a head coaching job because he's been at it longer. Uh, and this was not a top five offense. Although maybe you'd say, well, he doesn't have the weapons. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. He, he had weapons. He had weapons. But uh, this offense improved uh, over last year, perhaps markedly. I don't know if markedly is the right word. I want Canales back for another season. Uh, I think the arrow will continue to go up. Who has more playoff wins in the last five years? Mike Tomlin or Todd Bowles? In the last five, well, Todd Bowles is a head coach? Yeah. Todd Bowles has one. Mike Tomlin, and you give me that look, zero. Yep. And there you go. That's, that's not bad, Lee. That's not that's, bad. That's wild. I heard that the other day. I'm like, really? And I looked it up, and sure enough, that's wild. All right, Ira, the Buck season may be over, but the Ira Kaufman podcast rolls on, baby. Rolls on. It's never over. We're going to have another podcast later this week, and there will be two more till Ira kicks off. Well, kicks off, that means I'm going to croak, Lee? We uh, all got to croak someday. Uh, and, and, Lee, <laughs> just... Just to uh, uh, get uh, Buck fans uh, going, all three of us in Indy for the Combine, and we'll be at Radio Row, Lee, right? Wow, well, and, and I got my hotel already and, and plane reservation. And we're going to get some guests that week. Yes, we will. Well, you we're darn right, we will. Guests. 